Welcome back to Raging Workaholics. Again, special guest, M.M. Hey. It's not Miles Montplacher. Not Miles. Nope. Way better looking than Miles. Well, you're... I, I mean... Check. He, he would agree. He would agree. Miles is the Midwest stereotype. Melissa is the L.A. beauty <laughs> model thing that's going on. I mean, <laughs> that's not even remotely close to true. I believe it. Doesn't matter what you believe. It's all about what I believe, I guess. (laughs) I guess. I guess. Yeah. Well, and if we were in L.A., we'd have better lawns, but we would have better lawns. Or at least our lawns would be different in a different stage than they are now. Oh, my gosh. Not brown. Yeah. Well, now they're turning green. You're right. So much rain. Yes. Well, it was the it was April snow brings May flowers, right? Yes. <laughs> We're getting the April rain here in the first week of May, which is fine. Um, but if you don't have simple lawn solutions, mm. you better get on it because it's time. This pin this is a instrumental part of the growing season is right when it starts growing. So be sure you to go check out simplelawnsolutions.com. They tell you exactly what you need for your lawn based on your lawn type because there's different types. Obviously in LA, it's a different lawn type than it is here in of North Dakota. Mm-hmm. Um, so go out and check out Simple Lawn Solutions and get into the game of lawns. The game of lawns. The game of lawns. Miles said that like a year ago. So. Oh my gosh. He's so it, creative. It's important it to him. It is very important yep. to him. It's important for him to be the best at lots of things. And lawn care is one of them. And lawn care is one of there them. There is something about driving around a neighborhood and seeing a beautiful lawn. Oh, so outside the studio last year yeah. in August. So that's when in this part of the country, the lawns start dying. Yes. Um, just because usually the, the temperatures are too high for it. Um, so this... Even I think on the aerial map, the lawn out here was green, greener than green, the best green. And then across the street and to the neighbors, just. We got to have the best lawn in the neighborhood, even at work. Yes. Yep. Even I love at work. that. Yeah. yeah. I think that. So my dad, very similar to Miles, mm-hmm. probably in a variety of ways, actually, because uh-huh. I think. I think he might be a challenger. Yeah. Uh, always had a perfect lawn. Mm-hmm. I did not mow a lawn until I was 28 years old. Because dad really? would Because my dad would not let me okay. mow a lawn. And I house sat for someone and they said I had to mow the lawn and they had to teach me how to start it. <laughs> oh, no. Well, because Melissa. if you don't know, if you've never mowed a lawn, sure. why would you know how to start a lawn mower? Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> it, there I are mean, different kinds of mowers too, I guess. There so, are. Yeah. It was yes. just a push mower. Oh, okay. <laughs> you just didn't know how to pull it and choke it. Well, I didn't know things. to hold the Oh, that the lever. part too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Now I know. Now I know. Now I've, but probably even at my age, yeah. which you can just guess, I've probably mowed less than five lawns in my life. Oh, well, there mm-hmm. you go. I just surround myself with wonderful humans who love to mow lawns and then I don't have to. And we have perfectly manicured lawns oh that's okay. awesome mm-hmm. that's that's a prerequisite it to is. be in melissa's household it is that's awesome that's awesome so melissa you have this training coming up better yes. together better together what is it about what are what are you teaching all the peeps so we are teaching like you gotta have a great community yeah you've gotta build a great team uh-huh. that is connected uh-huh to have a resilient thriving team yeah 
I mean, that's, sense. that is legitimately what it is. Mm-hmm. And there's three different groups that we are going to be talking about. We're okay. going to be talking about onboarding yeah. new employees. Yes. Because have you ever hired someone thought they were going to be amazing and then it didn't click or never. something didn't happen and they weren't <laughs> the right fit long term? We've got to own that. That's yes. part of our job as a leader. It's our responsibility. Extreme ownership. Go get it. Yes. Extreme ownership. So yes. we are going to be talking about onboarding that yep. new person. Mm-hmm. There is a huge untapped resource that we don't always look at yeah. because we're always looking outward yeah. to the horizon. Our current employees. Oh, yeah. Whoa. When in a labor shortage, let's not just think about who we can bring in. We've got to keep who we have. And we do not want to be keeping people who aren't engaged and committed and performing. Okay. So how can we connect them and build them up? Mm -hmm. And then also our remote workers too, because Mm -hmm. by the way, remote work's not going away. What? What? Don't tell the the baby boomers that. Sorry, friends. You don't have to see the whites of my eyes in (laughs) order for me to do good work. In uh, fact, my personality, I do my best work. Outside of the office. Way outside of the office. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's okay. So new employees, current employees, current employees remote, remote workers. Employees. Okay. Yep. So how do we do that? How do we create community in those three facets? Well, one of the first things that we are going to be talking about with um, onboarding new employees mm-hmm. is there is a culture within your company. What? What? Yeah. Whether you're intentional, I don't have a foosball not, table. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Culture is not foosball. We're still what? waiting for that foosball table. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. Hmm. Yeah, you guys don't have one either. No. That, crappy culture here. At, yeah. You betcha. Foosball, bubble hockey. Why aren't? Where is it at? Right. Yeah. Yep. No, that's not what culture is. Okay. Culture is who we are and how we do things. Okay. And if we're not intentional about it, mm-hmm. there's going to be a culture regardless. Yeah. So. It could be a really crappy culture because you're not actually tending to it. Mm -hmm. Um, And we talk about how there's a variety of different values. There's your core values, the things that you just, your company is naturally without Mm -hmm. even thinking about it. Yeah. And we want those to be good things because there's some other values, which are accidental values that you maybe don't want. Oopsies. Yep. They're the oopsie daisies. Yeah. Well, maybe that's what I should start calling them. The oopsie daisy (laughs) values. Yeah. They're like, whoop. Oopsies. Oopsies. Bad news. Yeah. And they're not things you actually want to stick around. Sometimes it can actually be the negative things that you don't want. Yeah. So one of our whoopsie values is like the antonym of the work hard value where we we have to force ourselves to play. Oh, yeah. So we have to be super intentional because my team will work 100 hours if, if I allow it. Yep. And intentional living mm-hmm. is one of your potentially aspirational values, which we can talk about. Um, Because if you're not stopping and you're not being aware of the way you're working, Mm -hmm. that's not living intentionally. So yeah, bad. Whoopsie daisy. So aspirational values, those are the things that don't uh, necessarily come naturally, but you know you want to become that. Yes. And let's see. Last one is on my head. Oh, Trust um, no, no. Uh, the last one is oh. like um, permission to play. So oh. those are like honesty, integrity. They're the bullshit values that companies just put on the wall that people should just do. 
<laughs> Correct. <laughs> you should just be honest. You check. A value of honesty shouldn't like we should, yeah just That's be like honest the bare minimum of like <laughs> right what Correct. you're about yeah that bare minimum human behavior yeah. yes. that's per- that's like the permission to play. <laughs> right so if you don't have honesty then you're lying 100 percent. right right that's kind of yeah i love that yeah mm-hmm. so if you put honest up there it's because you think that people are gonna think that you're not naturally gonna lie i mean probably yeah like yeah. it's just so funny yeah. so like really hiring to those values, those things that make your company different than the rest. And be true to who that is. Yes. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry. I got really excited. Be who you say you are and hire people who do that. So you've got to get a little creative in that onboard or that interviewing process Mm -hmm. and asking some questions intentionally to make sure because We've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. You can't bullshit a bullshitter, but yeah. people bullshit people all of the time. All, all of the time yep. in interviews. Oh my gosh. It's like, who are you? Sometimes. I'm the most amazing person in the world. My, no. my weakness is really my strength. Oh my I, gosh. I think Miles put it one time. You're not you. When you're interviewed, you're, you're, you are your LinkedIn account. Yes. Oh, yes. He has yeah. said that. Yeah. That's so true. Uh-huh. And it's, like seriously stop being your resume be your natural self because Mm -hmm. if you're your natural self in the interview and the interviewers are their natural selves so that's also key yes like we can control that it is like going on a first date Mm -hmm. right you know you're asking all the fun questions to set yourself up for greatness and likewise you know on both sides of the table well stop dating your employees i mean Unless that's one of your values, you can your accidental them. values. You can, <laughs> yeah, you can pursue them. Yeah. That's different. But be your natural selves, because if you're your natural selves in the interview, mm-hmm. it's going to be such a seamless transition. Yes. Once you start working together, because you're just being who you are naturally all of the time. Right. And if you can't be who you naturally are in the interview, whether you're the interviewee or the interviewer, mm-hmm. then you're not going to be happy in that role. No. So like, oh, I got to put on my fake Sarah face all day long. No, thank you. Exhausted yeah. by the end of the day, because I think we've all had times where we've had to perform. Yes. Right. Maybe you're at a booth at a trade show or something like that where you're on all day long. Mm-hmm. You're tired at the end of the day, unless yeah. you're a really big. Well, regardless of what it is, yeah. if you're trying to be an introvert, and you're an extrovert, you're going to be tired at the end of the day. Yep. If you're trying to be an extrovert and you're an introvert, you're going to be tired at the end of the day. Yeah. So be who you are yeah. so that it can naturally flow. And yes. then when you bring those new people in, there's so many times where we write these job descriptions that say what people are going to do, mm-hmm. but we never give them the answers to how they can be successful. Mm-hmm. So the kind of um, example that I like to give is Pretend you're a teacher and give them the answers to the test. Like give them the answer key. Oh, this is how you can be successful here. Don't Mm -hmm. just give them a job description because that doesn't tell them how they're going to be successful. Yeah. And then here, you guys, this is the cold, hard truth. When you onboard people, you actually have to spend time with them. What? Yeah. I know that you hired that person to, uh, get rid of some work, Mm -hmm. offload some things, and you will do it eventually. But if you don't spend time with them, if you don't make sure that they've got the same values as you, you don't make sure that you give them the A or, you know, the answer key to get an A, Mm -hmm. 
they're going to keep coming to you. Yep. All of the time. Mm-hmm. So pitch. Put your big boy pants on, put your big girl pants on and spend some time with them Yes, so that they can be really great because you are going to be weighing whether or not they're doing great things Mm -hmm. regardless. Mm -hmm. So make sure they're doing great things so then you can go do your own stuff. Yeah. After a bit. After a bit. Yep. And one of the things you can do to make sure you're doing that is gaining clarity at the end. So one of the things we're none of us naturally are good at mm-hmm. is taking time to meet with people, whether it is like a leadership meeting, team meeting, anything. Yeah. We don't get closure at the end of it. Mm. So we don't always seek to understand and check for clarity that, yeah. okay, you're going to be doing this. I'm going to be doing that. Mm-hmm. And it, who's doing what by when? Exactly. Yeah. And I've got a great, I, I think I told you this story. I have a great example. I have an almost 17 year old mm-hmm. and one day we were in the kitchen and I promise you guys, this will be a leadership lesson. <laughs> okay. I promise it won't seem like it, but it will get there. Uh-huh. All right. And, uh, he was making himself a tuna fish sandwich uh-huh. and he's had many tuna fish sandwiches before. Also, he's an athlete and he's trying to bulk up. So he wants to eat tuna all the time. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Some people like tuna. It's kind of divisive like thing. Tuna. Some people don't. Yep. He does. Yep. And so uh, he got the bread out, got the mayo out, got the can of tuna out, and he opened up the can of tuna. Uh, no, 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 no. Time out. He put the mayo on the bread, and then he put the mayo away before the can of tuna was open. Okay. And I was like, do you put mayo in your tuna? And he said, No. Thank you. Ben just had the nope. most perplexed look. <laughs> that was how my face looked also. Uh-huh. And I said, oh, and I'm really trying to not be a controlling mom. Yep. And so I'm like, okay, you do you. Yep. You know how you like your sandwiches. I think that's gross, but whatever. <laughs> yep. And so then he opened the can of tuna and took the top of the tuna can off and he looked at it with the most disgusted look on his face. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, I realized, even though he's almost 17, He'd never made himself a tuna fish sandwich before. And so I said to him, have you ever made a sandwich, a tuna fish sandwich before? And he goes, no. And I said, okay, let me show you how. Uh And why this is a great lesson in leadership is because he'd experienced having tuna fish sandwiches a million times, he figured he knew how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'd made him tuna fish sandwiches a million times before or you know, he'd had them. I knew he'd had them. I figured he knew how to do it. How many times does that happen in leadership where, because we've done something so many times, Mm -hmm. it seems so simple. And we just tell someone, Hey, go do this. Mm -hmm. And we assume they're going to know how to do it, but they don't actually, and they don't ask for clarity and ask questions because they think they know how to do it too. And then they're in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. And depending on what their personality type is, they may go, oh shit, I can't let them know. I don't know how to do this. Mm -hmm. And they may try to figure it out on their own Mm -hmm. and they could wreak some crazy havoc. Yeah. So just spend a little time with them and make sure they know how to make a tuna fish sandwich. Yes. Never look at a can of tuna the same. (laughs) (laughs) Do I put the mayo in with the tuna or do I just smear it on the bread? Right. We know the answer. We know the answer. So I just took a couple seconds, showed him how to do it. Now he's set for life. He's set for life. Perfect. Now he is 
able to be married and make his future wife a tuna oh, fish God sandwich. Bless it. I still have some work to do there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yes. Good. He's 17. So yes. Thank, yes. Thank God. Yeah. And we don't yep. need to worry about that for a long time. No. Yep. But there's also um, making sure that your team that you already have mm-hmm. embraces this new person. Yes. Because I think we've all been on the outside Mm -hmm. at least one time in our lives. Mm -hmm. And it sucks being on the outside looking in, wondering, how am I going to crack this? Yeah. Why are, what? Why would we do that to a new person? Right. That's, yeah. That's like accidental culture right there. Mm -hmm. So call your people out on a little BS every now and again if you need and make sure that they're embracing them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cohesion, huge. Yeah. So that's new people. That's new people. What about retaining those people that are in your office? I don't know if you know this, but there's a workforce shortage. What? Yeah. Yeah. It's a big deal. deal. Mm -hmm. I mean, go to a restaurant almost at any point in time and they may or may not be open. Right. Yeah. Store hours. No workers today. Sorry. Store hours. Who knows? Yes. Just put a sign up that says labor shortage. We had to close the doors. Yes. Everyone Uh understands. Also, people who go anywhere to uh, be served, Mm -hmm. whether it's as a customer, as a, in a restaurant, anything, don't be dicks. Don't be dicks. Yep. Be understanding. Yes, there's a labor shortage right now, so don't be dicks. And remembering that if if you are a dick, you're being a dick to the person who showed up. Right. When you should be a dick to the person who said... You may be getting your lunch five minutes later than normal is not going to ruin your day. No. No, 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 no. No, sure isn't. Jimmy John's yesterday was not freaky fast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jimmy John's has not been freaky freaky slow. slow. Yeah, it's freaky slow. Um, But it's just remembering and having, like you said... Don't be a dick to the person who showed up. No. Yep. Yep. And for the people who show up, if you're their employer or you're you're their leader, listen to them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ask them how they're doing. Ask them what they need. Weird. It's now going back to dating your employees. This is where you, (laughs) yes, do date them. Pursue them them because you did spend a lot of time investing in finding them because that takes a lot of time and money. Yep. You hopefully, if you're onboarding correctly, have spent time investing in showing them how you do things here so yeah. that they can be successful. Mm-hmm. Don't forget about them yep. when they're here. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean they need all of your time, but mm-hmm. every now and again, ask them how it's going and shut your mouth and listen. Yeah. Weird. Yes. Yes. The true test of leadership is asking somebody how their day is and actually listening to the answer. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I love the video that you show every now and again in trainings that we do. Mm -hmm. Like it says, how do you, how do you know when you loved your wife? Mm -hmm. Simon Sinek talks about that and it's great because that's the same in leadership. And that's the same in an employee relationship. You've just got to show up and consistently do Mm -hmm. some little things. It doesn't have to be big, huge things, but make sure you're connecting with them and seeing how they're doing. Yep. If someone doesn't feel like they're being seen, if they feel like they're being taken advantage of, Mm -hmm. I just had coffee with someone who had left an organization. She'd been there for years and years, left an organization, and she had been saying, I need help. I need help. Like I am coming in at 11 o'clock at night mm-hmm. to work. And that's she, that's her personality. Yep. They, it took seven people to replace her when she left. Oh, wow. Oof. 
That is a moment for a leader to pause and say, what was I expecting of her? That is on the leader. Yes. Not, I mean, if, if someone is saying something, Stop just making excuses and saying, it's fine. We'll get you something, you know, eventually, eventually, eventually. Eventually, we'll turn into them eventually leaving. Yes. And Mm -hmm. you can't afford to lose them. No, especially if someone's willing to work like that. Yeah. Stop taking advantage of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If she's an Enneagram to the helper, when they say they need help, you better listen because they're going to say it once and they're going to say it quiet and then they're going to leave. Yep. And she's a three with a two wing. Oh, so perfect. it all makes complete sense there. Yeah. Yeah. So make sure that you're, you're listening. You're, well, one, make sure you're asking first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen and then do something about it. Mm-hmm. And if you can't, there are times when we can't do something about it. Right. But if you really can't, have a conversation about that. One thing that we, that I use is, uh, that I got from a pastor is honor. Um, educate and direct. Mm-hmm. And that's really helpful. So what I hear you saying is one of the key things in retention is listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's honoring is listening to their, their, whatever it is, good, bad, ugly, all of it. Listen, um, educate. So sometimes that education is our PTO policy is this because of that or whatever it is. And then direct. So what are we going to do because of this? And or who else do you need to talk to? Because yeah. a lot of times um, people who are having are, are um, not engaged. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, disengaged. 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 What's that word? That's that word. Uh, that, uh, disengaged. It could be because of tension in a relationship where they oh. need to have that conversation with that person. Or it could be. I I wish we had Coke versus Pepsi products in the break room or something stupid. Um, But they just need to, hey, honor, okay, you like Coke, educate. We have a contract with Pepsi. Direct. Buy your own Coke and bring it in. You know, it can be as simple as that. But those are the little things that add up to build that trust in that organization with those people because turnover is a really expensive thing. Oh, it's incredibly expensive. And it's demoralizing for other people. I went through, um, I worked in corporate America for a while, for about five years. And in those five years, that was, I'll age myself here a little bit. That was from 2005 to 2010. And we went through six reductions in force. That's a lot. That's a lot. And there was a lot of survivor's guilt because of that. So the people who, you know, all of us that stayed, we didn't get less work. Uh We just got more work. And then we were frustrated about getting more work, but felt guilty about being frustrated about getting more work because we hadn't lost our jobs. Right. Uh And so it was this weird place to be. But had we just had a sounding board every now and again, Mm -hmm. sometimes we just need to puke it out so we can move on. Yep. Because the stories that people spin and, and naturally our brains are wired to create, we open a story loop in our brain and our brains are wired to create some closure. Okay. So if we choose not to, because it is a choice Mm -hmm. then, if we choose not to listen to our employees, we're never closing the story loop with them Mm -hmm. and we're giving them the pen. Mm -hmm. That means they've got the power to write whatever story they want Mm -hmm. and it could be totally wrong. Yeah. And there's some things you could do about it and thinking about things that you could do about it. Sometimes employees ask for things 
and our natural tendency, just like whether we're parents or we're leaders in business, sometimes our natural tendency is to say no. Yeah. And that needs to come back to asking and reflecting with yourself on if this is a can't or a won't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can you really not do this? Or is this something you won't do Mm -hmm. because it's not the way you've done it before? Yeah. That's during this labor shortage, mm-hmm. this is not the time to play that game. Nope. That's This is not the time to roll those dice. Nope. So really get intentional and figure out, are you are you just digging in your heels because this isn't how we've done things around here before? Mm-hmm. Or can we really not do this? Right. Yep. And then if you can't have the conversation again, I know I said it before, but it's so important that we don't give employees the pen yeah. and let them author it because- I guarantee you that conversation, if it's not happening with you, it's happening with their colleagues Mm -hmm. and it's happening outside of your office. Mm -hmm. And so that has a huge impact on who you're bringing in, what's being reflected in the public. And so talk to your people, listen to them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Zip your lip. Oh gosh. Yes. Zip your lip. Yep. All right. Remote workers. How do we engage them? How do we, what is the, what what are we teaching people about remote work? Well, hold space for them. It is, so there's proximity bias is a real thing. It is. I fall into proximity bias a lot. Mm -hmm. Like I am the type of person. For those of us with a second grade uh, vocabulary, what does proximity bias mean? Thank you. It's the people that are near to you. Physically. Physically. Um, are the people that you think about, that you spend time on and with. Mm -hmm. And sometimes with our remote workers, since we're not physically seeing them, Mm -hmm. they can be forgotten. Mm -hmm. That's a real, real thing. Mm -hmm. And there's also, and I forget what this one is called. There's, There's an actual term about it. But sometimes like the people in the room. So again, with that proximity bias, we're giving them the opportunities. Mm -hmm. And once we give one person an opportunity, if they do okay with it, we continue to give those same people those opportunities. Okay. So we need to be really intentional about holding space for our remote workers. And one of the ways that we can do that is by not having every minute Uh of your time together on Zoom or Teams or whatever you use, any video conferencing platform you use, Mm -hmm. to not talk about work. Oh. It's so simple, Mm -hmm. but it it feels like we're not being productive. But when you're with people, Mm -hmm. as you're walking to the conference room or as you're waiting for the meeting to get going because you're waiting for other people. Yeah. You find out what's going on with their lives. Mm-hmm. What and are you doing this weekend? Yes. Right? Yeah. I mean, we all do that little bit of small talk. Uh-huh. And in that little bit of small talk, you might find out that something's going on with Joe's mom mm-hmm. who has cancer. Mm-hmm. Sorry to bring it down. Yeah. Or you might find out that Sally's son is getting married and that's exciting. Yeah. And and it's but, not that Sally didn't show up on Friday to work. It's that her son's getting married. Exactly. Because whether we uh, this whether it's a remote employee, a new employee, or a someone who's been there for a while, mm-hmm. um, there is something about knowing what's going on in their lives because mm-hmm. whether we like it or not, they're not leaving their home life at home. No. And they don't just leave their work life at work. Uh-huh. So it, it everything is connected everything is impacting everything and so Mm -hmm. take some time 
to not worry about what's on the agenda and connect with them. Yeah. So if you got remote employees, make sure that you're connecting with them and creating space. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I'll also remember a little bit about a- asynchronous communication. Again, with the big words. I know. Okay. <laughs> what is asynchronous communication? So synchronous would be within time. So, okay. you know, everything it's within the same pace. Uh-huh. There's this natural belief that if you are remote working, you are on all of the time. Oh. It doesn't matter what time it is. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes one of the benefits and one of the perks, and maybe this is something you need to evaluate whether or not this would be a good thing for your team, mm-hmm. is maybe you've got some synchronous hours, say 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. or mm-hmm. 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. But one of the benefits about remote work is that moms or dads can get their kids to work or Hopefully they're not taking their kids to work. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Maybe they're teenagers. Yeah, depends on. <laughs> what state school, you're in. <laughs> right. And they're coming home from school. But a lot of times, and what we found through uh, going through COVID and the pandemic and a lot of people working from home, yeah. they work a lot more than 40 hours or 50 hours. And so figuring out um, when they're going to be working, mm-hmm. that those core hours, those synchronous hours, yeah. and then- you know, giving them the freedom to know if they're meeting their deliverables. Yeah. Don't worry about the rest and don't think that just because you pinged them through an instant message or a text that they're going to answer you immediately because right. they're not sitting, drinking their coffee, waiting for their boss to text or email. <laughs> Wait, what? you don't? What? 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 I know it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy, you guys. Mm-hmm. So, And they may have used the bathroom. Maybe. Yeah. They maybe had lunch, not at their desk, which is also in their bedroom. So they're (laughs) looking, you know, like all of the things. Uh So just remember, remember your remote employees. That's a big one. Period. Period. Yeah. Yeah. Remember them. Mm -hmm. Take a little time. Again, it's all about time. If that was, that's the one thing that was consistent throughout all of those three groups. Yeah. Spend time with your new employees. Spend a little time with your current employees and spend a little time with your remote employees. Mm-hmm. Now, all of you who are like, yeah, I don't have time for mm-hmm. that. Figure it out. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to be spending a lot of time recruiting and interviewing yeah. when people are sick of you not acknowledging their presence. Yes. Yes. Do you think it has to do, and now I'm getting a little off of topic, well, I like but it. Um, the, that our greatest need is time and that's the only thing in this world that is defined like you can always get you can get more money mm -hmm. you can get more of anything or less of anything Mm -hmm. with the exception of Of the 24 hours in the day and and that being like a scarcity mentality for a leader like i i'm so worried that i give up time yeah Mm -hmm. i mean it could be i think a lot of things too there's a lot of um, inefficiency in some, in the ways we spend time. Mm -hmm. And I get that. I just said, you know, have a little small talk in each of these things because we need to know the human that's doing the work. But I think we're really inefficient partly because we don't get that closure at Mm -hmm. the end. We're not intentional about the things that we talk about. We talk about the same problems over and over and over again. Yes. Mm -hmm. Get some freaking closure. Mm Mm-hmm. So you Create get some clarity. Yeah. By doing these things, it's kind of like um, taking care of yourself health wise or something, mm-hmm. right? It's all the little consistent things that then 
have the big results because what I hear you saying is taking these time, this time up front or being intentional with your time will save you time in the long run. Absolutely right. And the reason that like we, we were teasing about how much more efficient it is for Melissa to be here than Miles. Uh, and part of the reason that is, is because you and I spend a lot of time together. Yep. We do see each other. And yeah. so whether it's actually a large quantity of time mm-hmm. at once or more of that passing in the hallway type of thing, or, you know, we talk on the phone while we're driving. Yeah. That's, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that is still spending time, still time. together, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes reframing what time together can be yeah. in our mentally. Yes. Um, and then also viewing it as an investment. Yeah. And so how are you investing your time mm-hmm. in your person? Sometimes the investment does need to be just showing up for them yep. and not talking about work. Yeah. But Think about how you're investing that time and what the dividends are going to be. Yeah. Yeah. It makes a big difference for sure. Absolutely. So that the idea of to kind of wrap a bow about around it, uh, the idea better together in the community, going through onboarding, retaining and engaging your current staff, including your remote workforce. Yep. What is the concept of community or belongship or better together? Yeah. So when you've got a team that is cohesive and working together, mm-hmm. you don't want to, people don't want to leave that. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a, there's think about community. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is inviting. It is engaging. We want to be a part of it. We are designed as human beings yeah. to be a part of community. Mm-hmm. And when we're feeling outside of that, we will look for things on the outside and we will look to go. Yeah. But by creating this community of belonging and mm-hmm. connection, mm-hmm. we can see the purpose that is beyond ourselves. Yeah. We're, we're, we're willing to work harder for our neighbor. Mm-hmm. We're willing to engage and sacrifice in ways to make them better mm-hmm. because we know if we're investing, because that's an investment right there, if yeah. we're investing in them at that time, mm-hmm. If it is a strong team, that trade-off will come when we need it also. Mm -hmm. And so, and by, by having that community, we can be more creative Mm -hmm. because we are trusting and we're willing to throw out new ideas and we're willing to get a little bit more risky and collaborative Mm -hmm. and go from there. And all of a sudden we're thriving. We're far more resilient because we know that the person on the other side will pick us up when Mm -hmm. we fall. Yeah. And there we go. There we go. Everyone's working better together. Better together. That's awesome. It is awesome. Yeah. Thank you for your insight, Melissa. Was that helpful, Ben? Yeah, I think so. Are you smarter today than I feel a little bit smarter, a little brainier. (laughs) Oh, MM Melissa Marshall. Thanks Ah. for joining us for a couple episodes of Raging Workaholics. Thanks for having me. You guys go ahead and vote and say, uh, Melissa over Miles. Probably <laughs> maybe it'll be Melissa and Miles. Ooh. That, that could be, be interesting. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> well, thanks for tuning in and we'll see you in the next one. Bye.